Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. Which you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Live from the War Room in our capital. Live from our war. The, the opening is so good, sometimes we just like to play it twice. Live from the war room. It's Saturday, the 24th of October, year of our Lord 2020. Producer Vish over there shaking his head, but that's okay. Vish, we already had our, gave our speech at the Catholic Identity Conference out in Pittsburgh already this morning. Producer Vish was flawless in that, so we can't, uh, we're not going to jump on him this morning. Episode 441, now over 17 million downloads on the podcast, makes it one of the biggest, most powerful podcasts in the world, but people still principally get it. As a TV show, as live streaming, we're on Newsmax TV in 70 million homes. We're on Dish Channel 219, uh, in Comcast in Chicago, Channel 113. Rob Sig and uh, Howard Diamond and the team at uh, Real America's Voice. Amazing content coming out America's Voice, Real America's Voice. And a hat tip to the entire team there. Guys in Denver and in Washington, D.C. Uh, also, of course, John Frederick Radio Network, our original producing partners. So much to go through. Uh, this special is... The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, in the election of 2020, it's coming down really to that in the expose. As I've said now for months and months and months, China will be the issue that defines the 2020 race. And we're seeing that because the Biden family has been bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party. Nobody makes that, I think that case, I think it's more bluntly or blunter than our following guests. Remember, when we first started to show war, uh, war room pandemic, we said the reason we did this, Jack Maxey gave me a heads up on Boxing Day, the 26th of December, off some blog. He thought there was some uh, recurrence of SARS that he saw coming off some blogs in China. Uh, Miles Guo and the team at G News and GTV, we had our annual meetings up there with the, uh, the Rule of Law Foundation, Rule of Law Society. Right at the time that the Chinese delegation was here in Washington, D.C., signing the trade deal, I think it was the 14th or 15th of January, we were up there. And we're getting ready to do our traditional Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year broadcast, which every day, you know, every year I'm there, sometimes 12 hours a day, and it's just a big celebratory uh, event. And Miles says, tells me, hey, uh, I don't think we're having Chinese New Year's this year. And I go, no, 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 you mean we're not having the broadcast? He goes, no, no, I don't think we're having Lunar New Year. I said, you've had it for 4,000, 10,000 years. How are you not having it? And they said, well, the regime called it off because there's a virus that's coming out of Central China and I and Miles and these guys at the time said I think they're going to shut down Ube province and uh, in Wuhan and Ube province is the size of France with 80 million people and Wuhan's 40 percent bigger than New York City he said they're going to hard quarantine that and so I started telling people I said we're going to flip this whole we're going to flip the impeachment thing take an hour of that we're going to start this show we're going to dump 2020 after the impeachment we're going to go to two hours everybody looked at me like I was nuts 
people around town in Washington, D.C., I'm talking about from executives to people in the know to um, uh, media executives, said this is Bannon with his hair on fire. I said, no, this is the most important thing in modern history. It's going to change the world. And uh, don't look at uh, the administrative state. Dr. Fauci, I, I told John Katsimatidis, who owns WABC and has a great Sunday morning show, he goes, why is your hair on fire? Why did you shift the impeachment show to be about this pandemic? You know, everybody tells me you're crazy. I said, no, most important thing in history. So he says, oh, I know a guy. I'm having him on the show this week. And I go, who's that? He goes, well, I know him from the Clinton administration, Tony Fauci. So Fauci goes on and headlining the Hill newspaper that Sunday. Fauci says, nothing to worry about. It's a non-event. Not coming to America. Tony Fauci. BS artist extraordinaire. And if you're following him, if you're following his advice, you're on the road to perdition. Because he is a clown with a capital K. And we can go back and do all the stuff he's misdirecting on. But in that first week of the show, we decided to get the best of the best. Stephen Hatfield, writer of Three Minutes to Midnight. Now, a guy came out of Fort Detrick, right? Knows something about bioweapons. We just got expert after expert after expert. And I was told, I'd follow his work at the time, but I was told, hey, if you really want to see what's going on in China, because their entire legitimacy of the regime is about material goods and providing material goods. And if you want to talk to it, there's a guy that was kicked out of China. He's now in Saigon. You notice I refuse to say Ho Chi Minh City. He's in Saigon. We're going to win that one eventually. <laughs> okay. The, uh, he's in Saigon. He's a professor at Fulbright University. And he runs, he's got this site. He's got a room with like a thousand computers in it. And he tracks every physical, all physical movement in China. I go, what are you talking about? All physical movement in China. And I go, I've heard of this guy. I think I've been on the site. And so we go there, and he says, on, I think, episode two, no, Steve, China has shut down. I go, what do you mean it's shut down? He goes, it's shut down. There's nothing moving. And I go, well, how can you tell that? And remember, he goes, well, first we look at nightlight emissions. <laughs> he gives us, he's got like five esoteric things. Forget, most guys think they're sophisticated. They look at the rail stock that moves. Remember, on Wall Street, you look at the train movement. Nah, that's like, that's like number 50 for him. But he laid it out in those first couple of weeks how China had done a hard lockdown throughout the country. Hey, they knew they had a problem. They didn't mind it going throughout the world. The Chinese Communist Party didn't mind getting a guy getting on a plane and going to, 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 to Italy, northern Italy, for Fashion Week or to go check a plant. And then that comes to, to, to uh, New York, although Governor Cuomo calls that the European, the European virus. No, Governor Cuomo. No. I don't want to talk about his intelligence. That's not fair. Uh, but, no, it did not come from Italy. It came from China, the CCP, via Italy. But the guy that laid it all out for us in the first couple of weeks, and I got to tell you, this is why the trading desk started following us. This is why all the news producers started following us, because we were just right on all the calls. And one of the reasons was our following guest, Christopher Balding. Now, since his reporting, he, and the reason we're having him on now, there's an explosive report. An intelligence report, uh, not for circulation without prior authorization, strictly confidential, but somehow this got up on the Internet. Somehow we got a copy of it. We actually had a copy of it earlier, but we abide by the rules of confidentiality, so we didn't put it out. Other people put it out. And then Zero Hedge, which I think is a fabulous site, although you've got to be careful about some of the links they have. Some of the links they have may be from guys that are, um, let's say, not amateurs, <laughs> they're paid, right? So just be careful of some of the links, but it's a fabulous site. They had, uh, 
Chris Balding's uh, report, or at least his summary of the report, or his analysis of the report, because he's the first one to say, hey, I didn't write it. I'm just there to distribute it. So, Professor Balding, first off, I want to ask you, we're not actually tracking you. Normally, we have you in Saigon, right, and talking to you, and we're in the morning, you're in the middle of the night, but now you're not there. Tell us why, first off, you've decamped from Asia. So about uh, two months ago now, I did a piece on, uh, I had come into possession of uh, basically a Chinese intelligence database that was gathering information on foreigners around the world. Uh, And so uh, prior to the launch of of that database, uh, I was advised by uh, a couple, let's say, people that I trust about issues of security and knowledge about uh, what the nefarious things Chinese China does. And I was advised you should leave China because once you start dropping their intelligence databases uh, that you have them, uh, let's just say China gets a bit testy and we know that they operate in Vietnam. So it would be best for your personal safety to leave Vietnam. So I have uh, left Vietnam. I should say that that is nothing against Vietnam. I love Vietnam. Uh, uh, Vietnam loves America. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, I mean, they, they practically sing Yankee Doodle Dandy there. It, it is amazing. Um, everyone talks about the relatives that they have in America and wanting to come study in America. Wow. I got to tell you, that says something about the GIs, particularly how tough that war was. But now we're allies. We're allies against the Chinese Communist Party. Um, that report was amazing. And this is why it's not a conspiracy. All the stuff's out there. We're going to get to uh, Pottinger. Deputy National Security Advisor and the head of the China desk at the White House gave an amazing speech. We're going to talk about that in this database and what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. By the way, I even forgot, we got, we've talked again, we got our co-host, Dave Ramaswamy, has agreed to come back because Dave's got so many interesting uh, insights into the Chinese Communist Party and how it's really rolled into this election. So we wanted to have him here, one of the smartest guys. Plus, your reviews the other day were amazing. I've never seen anything like it. This the good news. Is I'm grooming these two guys. I'm just going to step away from like the weekend show, be the Jack and Dave show. Um, if we take an audience vote now. I probably voted off the island. Um, Professor Balding, here's the most important thing. And by the way, I can see why they think you're an enemy of the state. But here's the most powerful thing, and I want to go through this report. Here's the most powerful thing out of the zero hedge. Zero hedge, and I, I don't. I forget whether they were quoting you or, or, or summarizing what you said, but they put it in the bluntest language possible. That this is what this hard drive scandal is about. This is what the other twenty-six thousand emails from uh, from uh, Bevan uh, Cooney, who's now somewhere in the Bureau of Prisons, uh, detached from Schweitzer and internment, so you can't talk to him. This is what the affidavit's about from uh, Bobolinsky. This is what it's all about in blunt language. The Biden family is owned by the Chinese state, full stop. 100%. The Biden family is owned by the Chinese state, full stop. The media, Jake Tapper, Jake, we're still waiting for you to call us because we'll come over. Give us two hours. We'll come over this weekend. We'll do it before your Sunday show tomorrow. We'll do it this afternoon. We'll come over to your place. Why doesn't he come over here, Steve? Well, we, could, it, it, we could order a pizza, we, and, and we, he could go through the hard drive. I knew you'd have to say pizza. We can order a pizza. <laughs> He's so bad. We order a pizza before the storm. <laughs> no. We're go- and by the way, we don't even have to show him that. We just want to show Jake. Write this down. CNN, write this down. All of you write this down. The Biden family is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. The Biden family is owned by the Chinese state. 
They got a lot of united front groups. They got a lot of different angles. They come at this with these false front companies, different like that. They're owned. President Trump said it yesterday in Florida. For the first time, it crossed his lips. And you got to drive the stake into the vampire every day to election day. Joe Biden is compromised. Joe Biden is compromised. Joe Biden could not get a security clearance. In fact, I beseech the president of the United States to pull his security clearance this afternoon. He should pull his security clearance. He should not be getting highly classified briefings right now. We have no earthly idea who in his entourage, like his brother James or his son Hunter and or others, could be leaking that to their paymasters. They're on the payroll of the Chinese Communist Party. Professor Christopher Balding, for the second time, a couple of a month or so ago, he puts out this report about how they've got these databases of every person in the West, but particularly people that could be the counter-revolution of them, the restoration, the counter-offense, and he's run out of Vietnam. And, and another guy like Dr. Yan and others, they've got to look over your shoulder. In the United States of America, got to look over your shoulder. Hell, we still got Dr. Yan in a safe house for security. So, Christopher, we got, uh, I tell you what, how did you come, we got about a minute, then we're going to come into the next segment. How did this, how did this report get to you and who wrote it? So this is, uh, the person that wrote this report is somebody that I've known for the better half of a decade. Um, and they are somebody that, you know, when I have questions about what's going on inside of China, the personalities, uh, the corporations, uh, you know, I go and consult them. Uh, so this is a person I've known professionally uh, for all, for the better half of the decade. Uh, and, I, and I can tell you that, uh, that this is a person, to be honest, I've never discussed uh, politics with other than, you know, discussing what's going on inside the CCP and, you know, issues of like the trade war and how this is impacting the Chinese economy and businesses and things like that. So this is, this is, you know, this is the individual that wrote this is, is not political at all. Uh, they, uh, they, they do, uh, corporate research, uh, and they were asked by a client to prepare a report about how an election might change uh, business environment in uh, in China and impact some of these things. And so this report grew out of that. And they called me up and they said, "Look, uh, I, I think you know what I've uncovered is the type of thing that, that you should be aware of. Uh, you know, would, would you uh, would, would you look at this report?" Um, and I think, you know, uh, you can look at the report. Uh, it's uh, there's it's it's very conservative. Uh, uh, Professor, yeah. pr Professor Bowling, we're going to take a short break. We're in a commercial break, sell some ads here, pay for this. And then we're going to come back to you. C Professor Christopher Balding joins us from an undisclosed location. Back in a moment. War Room with Stephen K. Bannon. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back uh, to War Room. We've got Dave Ramaswamy's co-hosting in studio, Jack Maxey. Dave, uh, set the framework here. Where do you think we are? Where do you think you are with actually the American people understanding how deep the Chinese Communist Party is, not in, just into this election cycle, but owning certain elements? They already own Wall Street and corporate America, but owning certain aspects of the political class. A political prisoner in a Chinese labor camp or Lao guy goes up to the prison librarian and says, I want to check out a book on democracy. And he slips a piece of paper under bulletproof glass. 
The librarian takes a look at the piece of paper, punches some characters in a computer. In response, we don't have the book, but we have its author. <laughs> <laughs> so this is emblematic of what the CCP thinks of democratic process and democratic rules of etiquette and law. The CCP's dragon claws have sunk into American democracy and it's ripping our republic apart. The DNC is a party of the elite, for the elite, and by the elite. And the nomination of Joe Biden as a presidential candidate just reflects that. If you remember, he was fourth in Iowa in the Democratic primaries. He was fifth in New Hampshire. And only the elite backroom wheeler dealing got him the nomination. After they forced Bernie to kind of, he was, he was pushed out and Elizabeth Warren and Buttigieg dropped out. So it was, it, it was kind of this, go, it's just about the CCP playbook, which is elite capture. I call the CCP an elite grooming gang. You, you've had these grooming gangs in the UK where you have these British Pakistanis hooking their claws into vulnerable young girls and destroying their lives with blackmail, sexual assault. In a similar vein, the CCP has hooked its claws into the elite in America, the elite in Europe, the elite in Asia, and plying them with sex, drugs, money, alcohol, and buying their loyalty. And so, you see, you see this in the bar, in the Biden hard drive shows you every. Miles Gore calls it BGY, but that's it. It's it's sex, money, internet access. You know they get all your stuff to blackmail you, but they it's full capture. Once they have you, this is and this is the point. The Chinese state. Let me be blunt, Jake Tapper, about the evidence. The Chinese state owns the Bidens lock, stock, and barrel. They're totally compromised. Absolutely. You agree with that, Dave Ramaswamy? Absolutely. And let me conclude by saying. You know, all of us in America, we know the ban against TikTok, how TikTok has been used to subvert our democracy. I mean, TikTok is what I call digital malware. In a similar vein, we have mental malware. You know, the brains of our elites are infected with malware. Put in there by the Chinese Communist Party. Jack Maxey. Listen, Steve, I think it's clear, you know, you've got this united front operation that essentially their sole function is to compromise foreigners. United Front operates as a kind of a secondary intelligence service around the world. They have several times the number of employees as our entire State Department, yet they're not a necessarily recognized organization. Their sole function is to gather data and see how they can compromise American citizens, European citizens, Latin American citizens. Uh, Brazil is a particularly st strong place, Steve, for us to watch. Brazil has been compromised on many levels. You have several governors there who are wholly owned, just like the Bidens are owned by the Communist Party. They have sold out the patrimony of the Brazilian people. They've sold out uh, resources, etc. And to say that the Bidens are owned by the Communist Party is, I think, a little too light, because as uh, the f next few days will reveal, we have actually signed copies of loans from the Communist Chinese with Hunter's signature on it, references to James and Devin and everybody else. And these loans originated in 2013. 
when he's in, when he's in the White House. And by the way, they've lied about this consistently. Jack Maxey's breaking that today. It's uh, it's up actually on one of the Chinese sites right now. Uh, with the loan documentation, but we can show you that Jake Tapper, that's one of the things, and, over and the, the second cup of coffee. And the interesting thing is, Steve, I think we're getting confirmation from about these loans registered in China from some of our sources that are working sources, on yeah. it. Uh, I want to go back to the report of Typhoon and Chris Balding. Is, is, is Dave Ramaswamy and Jack Maxey too harsh here? Professor Balding, are the Biden, is the Biden family owned by the Chinese state? Are they owned by the Chinese Communist Party? Has Is President Trump correct? Has Joe Biden been compromised by the Chinese Communist Party? I think uh, to, to, to return to Mr. Ramaswamy's point about uh, the, the United Front and some of these organizations, I think one of the most concerning things that was brought to my attention in this specific report was that if you look at the individuals and institutions that were surrounding Hunter Biden throughout this entire process, they are all institutions that are either Chinese influence or intelligence organizations and the individuals that worked for them. Um, so a lot of these institutions have very innocuous sounding names. Uh, there's one of them that, that was uh, involved in this, in this broader uh, operation that was called the Chinese uh, promotion, uh, promotion for International Trade. Uh, this is a well-known organization to the U.S. government and to U.S. governments that basically what they do is they work with uh, foreign businessmen and then they apply pressure to them uh, to basically pressure their governments to uh, block uh, any sanctions against China or criticisms of, of China. Um, and th this is this is well known by the CIA. There's declassified documents with the CIA dating back to the 50s and 60s that this is what this organization uh, did. And there's uh, lots of uh, more recent information. Um, and when you look at all of the institutions and organizations surrounding Hunter Biden, they're all intelligence and influence uh, organizations. And that is very concerning about basically who, who organized all of this. The uh, Zero Hedge walk starts to walk through the, the type of money. So, by the way, we're gonna, I want to get uh, Vish, make sure that our crack social media team, I don't want to use any names because they will be also will be uh, rounded up by the CCP. But I want to make sure that we take this report and put it back out. I want to link to it right now. I want to tweet it out so that everybody has access to this. This is from Typhoon Investigations. It's a confidential report. I, actually, I will tell you. Having gone through and read many CIA uh, briefings and morning briefings and presidential and PDBs and all the stuff that Brennan and these guys brag about, you know what I used to do to upset them? They'd sit there, come in so high and mighty, and I go, why is this classified? And that drives them nuts. <laughs> no, literally, they go through meltdown. They go, ah, you know, mm -hmm. Brennan's crew over there, why is this classified? You know, I could read, uh, you know, five different publications tied together. But you've got to read this. You've got to go through it. Um, what is the... They talk about, is it Tiger Yang? Because his name really hasn't come up. You hear Xi and Wan Shishan. But it's really the, not the foreign minister, but the, kind of the vice premier is in charge of all the international strategy for them. And he goes by the name, is it Tiger Yang? Tiger Yang? Explain who this guy is and why he's so important in this, in this uh, operation. Because he's a new name. We're going to make him famous. But he's kind of a new name to the American people. 
Yeah. So, so if if you follow the uh, basically the timeline here of, of of how things took place, it appears that uh, that Hunter signed his deals to form this corporation, uh, and the, the the some of the primary organizations were basically linked to the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs in two, and this was in 2013. And the foreign minister at the time was a gentleman by the name of Yang Jishi, Tiger Tiger Yang. And he, he is important for two reasons, because first of all, if we go back in time, he was the Chinese ambassador to the United States uh, during the early Bush administration, coincidentally when Joe Biden was uh, chairing the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and there's uh, lengthy records of, of, of them meeting over, uh, over his time in the United States when, when, when Biden was, uh, was chairing the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. So first of all, when Hunter would have been visiting China uh, beginning in 2008 through signing his deal in 2013, uh, Yang was foreign minister during a, a major chunk of that time, and he would have been very, very aware of what was happening and the importance of Hunter Biden, both as who Hunter Biden was individually and who Hunter uh, was within American politics uh, writ large. Fast forward. Uh, Yang uh, stepped down as uh, foreign minister of China and became uh, uh, Xi Jinping's right-hand man uh, within the CCP uh, for all of foreign affairs and, and now sits on the Politburo. And just to make one thing clear to your listeners, in case in, in case this isn't already known, um, in America and in a lot of Western countries, we think of foreign minister as the head of foreign affairs. But in uh, Chinese power structure, the party sits above all pol all politicians and and government bureaucrats. So actually, the, the 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 director of foreign affairs for CCP is the boss of the minister of foreign affairs. So this is essentially the the individual that will be. Uh, directing Chinese strategy to the United States, and he has this relationship with Vice President Biden going back 20 years, and he was the individual that was essentially what the report uh, thinks of as the godfather of uh, arranging these deals for Hunter Biden. Um, and I've had my own runner. I tell, you, I tell you what, Chris, can we you hold over for one more one more segment? I know you're you're pressed for time, but could you, I, I want to go through the report with you if you can hold over. Okay, Chris Balding, uh, now recently decamped from Saigon at Fulbright University. Um, and we've got to get the, we're going to talk about the Potter thing. We've got a jam show. We've got Rudy on. We've got Pasobic on. Jonah, uh, Jonah Bianco, Dr. Yan. I mean, this is an all star cast. Got Dave Ramaswamy in studio. Um, so much happening. A lot more information coming out. Jack Max, he's talked about on, I think, G News. They've already broken it. It's in Mandarin. I don't know if they put the English version up, but Jack is going through this, has found these loan documents that absolutely just lay out the Bidens and for, particularly Joe Biden and the lie he's been telling. And here's the thing, Schweitzer, the, 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 the emails from, uh, from uh, the guy in prison, uh, Bevan Cooney and Jack Maxey's work shows you that Biden was up this when he was in the White House with Obama. He was, uh, he's like Spiro Agnew. He's just like Spiro Agnew taking cash money. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. Back with Balding in a moment. War Room with Stephen K. Bannon. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Typhoon Investigations has a confidential report. It's out. We're tweeting it out again. We've had it up on the site for a couple of days. Uh, Professor Balding, who you remember, is the guy that does the logistics for us in China. 
is now decamped from Saigon because of danger for him. Or broke, he broke a couple of months ago that amazing report on uh, Chinese intelligence doing the databases on everybody in the world. Now he's released uh, a report he didn't write but did the overview for, and then it's released this. Professor Balding, we got Mayor Giuliani. we got to get to him, but I want you for the audience – and particularly for the CNN audience, the, the, the producers at CNN, et cetera, what are the two or three things you think they should focus on and our audience should focus on when they go through this, I don't know, 70-page report? What would be the two or three things you want them to most focus on? So I, I would say, uh, first of all, is the size of the fund uh, that Hunter Biden is 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 involved with. Um, the common number is one to one point five billion, but co-founders put it in the in the uh, upwards of six point five billion. So this would generate for the fund uh, roughly one hundred and thirty million dollars a year in annual fee revenue. Uh, that is that is part of this state-owned fund, and this this fund is entirely owned by the Chinese government. Uh, the the it's Bank of China, which is owned by the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs or uh, the Chinese Ministry of Finance, uh, which is also partnering with you know uh, like the Chinese Social Security Fund. So the size and uh, the direct ties to the Chinese state. I think another thing about this report that is very important to note is that uh, this is open records. This is corporate records. This is from quarterly financial statements of publicly traded companies. So it's it, it's it's, not, it's there's no nefarious type of uh, you know there's nothing that was hacked. There's no laptop. Anybody can go look. If you look at the report, there are links to basically everything in this document um, uh, of where people were at certain times. Uh, the quarterly reports from uh, from companies, the IPO prospectuses. It's all in the report. And I think the last thing that I would put in there is um, I, I, I knew nothing of uh, the mayor's uh, laptop, but just based upon the report that, that was done after I went through this report, if you had said, what do you expect to find on Hunter Biden's laptop if I gave it to you? I would I, I would expect to see the types of emails that uh, that we're seeing now from uh, from the mayor. So it seems to essentially provide corroborating evidence of, uh, of of what is from very open sources what we know Hunter Biden was doing. Uh, Professor Bowling, how do people get social media? How do they get to your website? We're going to have you back on the show, obviously, early next week. But how do people get to you over the weekend and, and see what you're uh, writing and reporting? Uh, they can look at my uh, blog, baldingsworld.com. And then also, same thing on Twitter, at uh, Baldings World. Professor, thank you very much for joining me, a real hero. Professor Christopher Balding, now back from Saigon because of the danger of his reporting. Thank you, sir. Uh, this is why Jack Maxey's report on this loan documentation is so important. But what, what you're seeing off the hard drive that Mayor Giuliani came in possession of is that the emails completely back up and support the typhoon investigations. This is why the thing is Zero Hedge. We've got to tweet at the Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge, once again, is a great news aggregator in that they t combine many different pieces. And the power of what Jack has found is he's drilled down here. People may not know Jack Maxey is an old-school finance guy. Uh, he'd gone through many loan documents in his life. He hit Pater yesterday, right, in one of these files, hit the, the loan, and it's just, you see. Multiple loans to Devin, Uncle James, Eric Schwerner, Hunter Biden, these things started rolling in 2013. So Joe Biden swore in as vice president in January, and not even 10 months later, his family was getting secret loans filed in China, and our people in China are looking for uh, comp copies of them there, too. And not, <laughs> excuse me, never disclosed. Never, never disclosed. Never disclosed. 
never, never disclosed. This is bad as Spiro Agnew taking cash in the paper bags from the guy, the mob in Baltimore, right? It's, Are they related it's, to Nancy it's worse. Minus. You know why? Because the mob is still patriotic. They still love this country. He is giving money to the, taking money from the communist Chinese and trying to take us down. Let's remember, during the Second World War, the mob was very helpful to the United States getting together with their connections in Italy because they love this country, even though they like to make a little vig on the side. Not true with the Biden crime family. These people are stone-cold traitors to our way of life. Okay, I want to tee up Mayor Giuliani with something special. Last night, I'm not saying the president watches, he doesn't have time to watch a War Room pandemic every day, although we do know he watches on Newsmax late at night, um, it, 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 when it does the replay, and maybe takes a note or two every now and again. But somehow you can find, if you see it on War Room pandemic, eventually you're going to see it in the, in the nomenclature. Let's play this clip from Mayor Giuliani. And you've seen over the last two weeks, Joe Biden is a corrupt politician, and he's compromised, <laughs> fully compromised. China is desperate for Biden to win, because if Biden wins, China wins. And if China wins, China will own America. He, they will own America. And they're not playing it. The mantra for the next, is it nine in a wake up? Nine in a wake up. The mantra is very simple. Joe Biden is compromised. Joe Biden is owned. Joe Bi China owns Joe Biden. The Chinese Communist Party owns Joe Biden and the rest of, the, of Biden. And I like what Rudy said yesterday. It's a crime syndicate, even bigger than a crime family. Well, here's a guy that's put away the five families of the mafia in uh, this is after they got off their patriotic duty um, in World War Two. Rudy put him away in the mid 80s. And then he put away the mob that ran Wall Street, Mike Milk and Ivan Boski in that crowd, right? And now he's looking at putting another mob away. He's going to do a RICO on the Bidens. Rudy, what's, give us the latest of what your reporting show. You see Jack Maxey's coming out now with loan documents. We're getting down into, this, into the, the depths of this, uh, the depths of this um, yeah, uh, hard drive and, and finding out one, seeing one more corruption, one more lie after the other. If you were back in your prosecutor days, if you were running the Southern District of New York, instead of coming after Steve Bannon, the guy's building a wall on the southern border, right? If you put your attention on the Biden family, how would you, how would you prosecute him? Well, I would prosecute him for a racketeering case. Uh, it all, it, the the reality, reality is a racketeering case is very, very simple for people to understand. The theory of it is you go from a, a single crime, right, to a conspiracy, a couple people together agree to rob a bank, to a criminal business where for 20 years we rob banks, we actually even keep some equity so that we can continue to fund our activities, and we're a criminal enterprise, and people are constantly involved in it. And that's why the Congress passed that law. It was based on, on mafia hearings, but it was a much more general law. Because I, I, I was challenged when I took it from the mafia to either politics or Wall Street, and the Supreme Court held that the, court, that, that the statute is much broader than just the mafia. It's intended to give government a larger tool when they have to go against a criminal organization as opposed to just a group of criminals. So this is clearly a criminal organization, and there are several of the texts that define it. The one that you know I think is the most important is the one in which he lays out the theory of payment, how payment is made to the boss. 
Okay, let's talk about that. I'm, you know, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me let me play devil's advocate. Jake Tapper and these guys, CNN all day long, MSNBC. Rudy's it's unverified. Uh, it is uh, it's Russian disinformation. Uh, Joe Biden. There's no picture of Joe Biden taking cash from uh, from Xi. Uh, there's there, there, there's not, but, but this is what you're hearing all day long because it's information warfare. No so how do you? Cash. How, how do you? How do you? <laughs> we found some other pictures. So Joe's going to have to deal with the other pictures first. You're going to deal with the other yeah, photos first, Joe, and then we'll get. The by the way, you may we may cough. He may cough up his picture with she taken, or that's in the 25 hours of one on one. So go back through unverified Russian counterintelligence information. Uh, no, no direct oh, tie to, to Joe Biden. Walk through that. One, one at a time. So it is verified now by about 20 different sources. Everyone has had a chance to verify it. It's turned out to be true. It's verified by the simple fact I haven't denied any one single text. Not one single text is denied. When I say there's a text that says that Hunter pays his father half of what he gets, they haven't denied that, and I have it, and I've shown it. Uh, no, <laughs> number three, it, it, as, as the professor said, it's completely corroborated by other investigations. So the U Ukraine part I know is verified. Everything there I have previously gotten. It's just a bit of like the meeting with uh, Anthony Blink, uh, Blinken. I have that meeting on record. Nobody else knew that I did. I, I kept that in case I had to verify something, verify somebody's testimony. Nobody had that meeting but me and John Solomon. And uh, therefore, nobody could have put it there. There are four other things like that. It was verified by the state police, in essence, because they turned it into the FBI. And this is off the record, but I hear the FBI verified it. So, I mean, they can keep saying that, but there's not been a piece of evidence that said it's not verified. And Senator Johnson yesterday said that everything they've looked at so far, which is a large amount, has been absolutely accurate. So let's, let's put that aside. Coming from the Russians, I, I, I don't know how to answer that, other than, you know, I didn't pay, any, I didn't pay anybody, uh, I, I didn't give any, anybody any vodka for, for, for it, okay? I mean, that's such an idiot statement. I can't even deal with it. And it is, everything is proving to be true. Look, the whole Bobolinsky thing, we had that before he came forward. Everything Bobolinsky is saying is verified on the, on the uh, it, I don't think he's seen it. He doesn't, he hasn't seen the, 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 the text that we have. Merits. Text of his own. They all, they corroborate each other completely. Mayor, it's Jack Maxey. I wanted to ask you a question because there's a lot of peripheral people like this guy, Eric Schwerner, who was the licensee for the broker dealer at, at uh, Rosemont Seneca. You have these peripheral figures who are in a lot of trouble. As a former prosecutor, what would you tell people like Jeff Cooper, Eric Schwerin, or, for example, Devin Archer, who is looking at a jail sentence in January for robbing the Ogala Sioux? What would you tell these peripheral characters about the benefits of coming forward now as a former federal prosecutor? Well, depending on their level of involvement, as long as it isn't major involvement, you, I mean, you, you have a chance of immunity, you have a chance of a, of a, a probationary sentence, or a very light criminal sentence. I mean, those are the three possibilities if you cooperate, depending on your involvement, and depending how, how skilled the prosecutor is at building a good case. So far, no skilled prosecutor has looked at this. It's been around for 10 months. Now, from the point of view of the presidential campaign, you don't have the time to do that right now. 
it's a tragedy. It could have been done last December. It only, I mean, something like this, the investigatory time that I would apply to this when I was U.S. attorney would be about three months. I used to put a time period on investigations because assistant U.S. attorneys like like Durham, for example, he's an undisciplined assistant U.S. attorney. They 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 um, they investigate forever, and you, that can happen because, as you can see already, these cases develop all little tangents, right? So you see, the main investigation was Ukraine here and Russia and and China. Now we're Ukraine. China, three more cases in China, Kazakhstan, Romania. Uh, there are about eight more branches to it. So you got to say, let's stick with the main one first. And if that's a real big case, uh, who cares about the branches? We can get those later. Because you want to put criminal. Hey, Mayor, can you, get, Ma- 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 Mayor, can you hang? Her, can you hang her for one second and hold over the break? We got to ask you. We got SEC questions to ask you and FBI questions. Sure, I'm happy to. Can you yeah. hold for? Okay. You know how okay. I enjoy Mayor, it. Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Mayor Rudy Giuliani, a fan favorite here, and uh, America's mayor. We're going to take a short commercial break. Hashtag war and pandemic in the live stream. Tell us what you think. We want to hear your feedback, your observations, questions, etc. We're going to take a short break. We'll return with Dave Ramaswamy, Jack Maxey, Stephen K. Bannon. It is the CCP's involvement in the 2020 elections. Next hour, we've got Jack Posobiec. We've got Jonah Banco, American Bondholders Fund, Dr. Yan. Uh, expatriates from China who have escaped tell you going to how, what it's like under the Chinese Communist Party. We'll return with Mayor Giuliani in a moment. War Room with Stephen K. Bannon. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to return now to America's Mayor, Mayor Giuliani. Mayor, what is the hang-up? This is what I don't understand. The FBI, why is the president, where is the president with Ray? Why is the FBI not on top of this thing? I realize they got some money laundering thing with J.P. Morgan Bank, and it's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars, but that's a five-year investigation, right? You've got this, you've got the, you've got these, the evidence right now, this situation with the child. You've got other evidence out there that they have seen of Hunter Biden being totally compromised, uh, sexually compromised, financially compromised. Uh, compromise about everything. Why is the FBI not moving in on Hunter Biden? What is the problem, and what is America's mayor doing about it? Well, number one, I I will tell you off the record. We're not off the record. We're on the phone, but I can't tell you this officially. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Don't, don't verify it. <laughs> okay. But I, I I do believe they're they're investigating. Now, finally, as of three days ago, not just the money laundering. I think they're investigating. Uh. That does not come from the president. It comes from my own sources. And uh, ho, 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 stop, stop. You're saying your sources at the FBI or your sources in the Justice Department? Either or both are saying okay. they, are, they, they are doing a money laundering investigation. It did connect to a money laundering investigation. I believe it connected to the money laundering investigation involving uh, Buterina and Russia. Yeah, no, uh, no offense. I'm, get, I'm getting sleepy. I'm getting sleepy. I'm getting sleepy. It's nine days in a wake-up. I'm getting very sleepy. Here's the reason. A money laundering operation. I'm sure they've been money laundering. It's going to take three years. No, a bunch no, of bankers no, no. are going to pay. You, J.P. Morgan's going to pay a big fine. Wait, okay, wait, go wait, ahead. Wait, wait. Go ahead. I'm also yeah, I'm not getting sleepy. I woke up. They're investigating, they're investigating the whole thing. Now, that, that is not What's the whole thing mean? What's the I whole thing know. mean? I do not know. But they okay. are investigating the whole thing. Look, we're not, okay. we can't count on the FBI getting this out. 
the reality is we all have to get it out. Now, you know, you and I, we got this one out, the, 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 the big, big hard drive. And now we're going to get out more and more of it as we go through it and make sure we can put out appropriate things. We're going to put out a big group of text messages today. And then all weekend, we're going to continue to put out text messages as we go through them and make sure they're appropriate. So that'll all be available this weekend and Monday, the, particularly the relevant ones to the things we know about. Uh, number two, there are other hard drives, I am led to believe. There's a hard drive in Boston, and there's a, another, another hard drive. I don't know exactly where that one is. Well, the hard drive the in Boston. Or... The hard drive in Boston's one's Keith Ablo's. I mean, that was announced. Uh, Keith Ablo is his uh, therapist. Uh, Keith Ablo was picked up by DEA back in March. Keith Ablo, the former Fox guy. I mean, that's already public record. That's that's that hard drive. But but here's yep. the point, Mayor. Nothing. Well, has what come about out. Ray? I got understand that. Understand that because it's going to go down the memory hole. It's like the three-year investigation of, look, should they investigate the money laundering of J.P. Morgan? Absolutely. Latvia, all of it. They all should pay huge fines, go to jail. Got that. But that's three years. What about the stuff that's pressing today? Why is Ray not on top of this? Why is Ray not in the Oval Office? Why is Ray not answering questions? Why is well, Ray I, not fired in front of the resident I would desk? say I would say the, the, the political calculation. Is Chris Christie have more? Is Chris Christie have? Is Chris Christie have more stroke than Rudy Giuliani? Is this what I'm hearing? Come on, you can you can give it up. You're Steve, in pandemic. Steve, You're among Steve, friends. There's a Steve. There's a calculation that I believe has been made that to fire Chris Ray now would create such a backlash that it would obscure uh, even the things that we're getting out. Because although we're not getting it out anywhere near as fast as we should, we still are getting it out. It's coming out. And it's opening up a bit more with more and more people. I think if, we, if, if, if they were to fire Chris Ray, and there's nobody in this world that thinks he should be fired more than me, I think we'd give them a, we'd give them a story they could run for four or five days, and we'd go back on defense. I think the hands are tied. Okay, I think the president's hands are tied there tactically. It's a shame. Could okay, have been done one, five, six months ago. I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm we a big believer in throw the football down the field. There's not. But it's we, called a forcing function. There's, there's not. It's a, that calculation. I, I agree with that. The Praetorian Guard around the president saying that they're dead wrong. There's not one person in this country that is not going to vote for Donald Trump. They're, the firing Ray will make a difference. But well, I think I would, it's I, a know, forcing function for the. Okay, but hold, hold, I'm going to go back to this. On, and Jack's got battle. more news. Is, in the White House, you don't Jack is going to be on, Jack's going to be in the, on the Bernie Carrick show later talking about the loans, SEC, all broker dealer, a whole host of stuff. Last question for you. I know you got to run. The president said last night, Joe Biden's compromised. Do you believe the president of the United States should pull Joe Biden's security clearance right now? Again, Again, there's a there's a big overreaction to pulling it. If if it goes much longer, is he the compromiser? He's not. We either have a set of rules, Mayor. Mayor, Mayor, yes, I would do that. I would do that. No, no, it's not. But it's not a back answer. Here's the thing: if you're some schmendrick and you got your for doing it. If, if Joe Biden was just some average guy that was this owned by the Communist Party, and you saw the financial records that you're seeing now, that the president would say he's compromised. Would he have a chance, any shot of getting security clearance, Mr. Mayor? Well, I think you have to give the president security clearance. But other than that office, there's no way he'd get security clearance. No way. He couldn't get a job with the record that he has. I mean, all you'd have to do is go to the public record 
of the texts that are out there, and he's unemployable, except by the Chinese communists, and making, he's making a fortune with them. These, 25 cents in the prison laundry. Hang on, last thing, you got to go. You, you got, we got about a minute for this answer. They're now showing emails and things and Jack Maxey's loans that are going to come up on the Bernie Carrick show this afternoon on WABC that Biden, this was happening when Biden was in the White House as vice president. What, what should happen about criminal charges about that, Mr. Mayor? Well, that's real simple. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a conflict of interest charge that becomes uh, criminal when, when uh, money is made like that and money is made around you, and then you connect it to Hunter Biden admitting in a text that half the money was going to Joe. That's admissible evidence. In fact, it's exactly called that. It's called an admission. It is admissible. It's usually the most powerful proof in a criminal trial. So you basically can tie everything together with two or three texts that Hunter gave when he didn't think anybody else was listening. It has the highest okay, we'll do that. credibility. Mayor, we got a bolt. Your podcast, though, Jack Maxey was listening to this morning. Your podcast from yesterday is absolutely a must-view for everybody. We're going to push the heck out of it. We want to thank so. you so it, much it, for coming on. It, it summarizes it's it amazing. like I got a trial. You really did as a trial. Amazing. America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Mayor, I know you're busy. We'll talk to you after the show. You're a hero.